the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today, then we kick back and relax in the evenings. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S. says discussions continue to win the release of two jailed Americans in Russia. John Kirby with the White House National Security Council says discussions are ongoing, even though Moscow has yet to respond favorably to a U.S. proposal several weeks ago. We have made a serious offer um, to get Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan back home. The Russians have not responded to that offer, but that doesn't mean that, that we're not still in negotiations and we're not still trying. Kirby says President Biden met with relatives of Griner and Whalen at the White House to keep them informed about the negotiations. Greg Clugston, Washington. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas says his American Workforce Act would provide thousands of dollars to help companies add young people to their payrolls. He says it's time the government offered to help young people who have no interest in attending college. This is SRN News. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. No! Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. I have no idea what that music is that they found for that particular version of the intro. Um, it does sound like something I would have heard in a, uh, in a disco back in the 1990s somewhere in Europe. Uh, but uh, I promise you, I didn't try to dance to it. 
Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments uh, on a uh, beautiful day here. Um, a day that, I, uh, that, I, that I'll take just a second to say happy birthday, Mom. She would have been 91 today. Uh, so um, that's, uh, that, that's something that's on my mind. She used to tune in when, when sometimes she would need help from somebody, but she used to tune into the show over the Internet. You find us, of course, at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. And, uh, and uh, she, you know, she, I, sa- I said, so what do you find interesting? She said, oh, no, King, I just wanted to hear your voice. <laughs> It's her way of saying you don't call me enough, uh, which, is, which, is, which was wonderful. Anyway, uh, good, good to have you here today. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to name this show our Vexed or Perplexed. Okay. Um, for those of you who are fans of uh, old cartoons, there, there is a, there is a um, Bugs Bunny, uh, The Rabbit of Seville. Okay, and if you've never seen, okay, Daniel, I, I hate to make him turn on the mic so soon, but Daniel, you've ever seen the Rabbit of Seville? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about, unfortunately. Wow. Okay, um, that's interesting. So the Rabbit of Seville was the okay. So the old Bugs Bunny cartoons would occasionally uh, veer off into turning Bugs and other of the uh, other of the characters into into uh, uh, actors and actresses and singers in various operas. And they w- and so one of them is, of course, they did the Barber of Seville, but rename it the Rabbit of Seville, okay, where, of course, Elmer Fudd is, uh, Elmer Fudd is part of it. Daffy Duck is part of it. It's just it's wonderful. And one of the lines when he's singing is he's pr- pretending he's – he he is the barber, so he is the he. But uh, he's a rabbit, and he's gonna cut. He's gonna cut hair, and he looks over. I want to say it's at Elmer, and says, "Don't look so perplexed. Why must you be vexed? Can't you see your next?" Uh, and and uh, if you and and so if you're if Daniel or anyone else is frantically trying to find on YouTube whether Rabbit of Seville is there, the answer's yes. You can see it. It's, it's a delightful piece of uh, cartoon uh, that I grew up with long ago. Um, but I want to say this. It, it, I want to say this to sort of say I'm not sure what I am. I'm not sure if I'm perplexed or vexed. By what I'm observing time and time again in the materials and comments that I get back about the economy at this moment. And I'm and so let me start back to where I was a week ago. Um last week we talked about the fact that the quarterly business report was coming out. I retweeted on Sunday to you last week that we were we that the some of the key uh, insights from it um and I'm going to talk about a couple of those this morning on the show. I also do, um, as many of you know, because uh, we do we do provide a internet uh, a Zoom version of our quarterly business report review, where we talk to local business leaders and let them come hear what's going on locally. My new co-author, uh, Monica Maimali, she's a she's the chair of the economics department here at SESU. She's not a monetary person like my previous co-author, Rich McDonald, who's retired now. Um, uh, Mana is a micro and, and actually an experimental economist. She's super, her research is super fascinating. Maybe one of these weeks I'll get her to join us and, and you can, you know, on one of those weeks where we're looking for a little different kind of material, the kinds of things she writes about and works on are just fascinating in terms of trying to use, uh, experiments to describe how people follow leaders in a group. Uh, that's, that's the nature of her research. Uh, so we're going to talk. So anyway, Mana and I were able to present this material and I had at least two questions along the same lines, which was largely along the lines of either, why are you asking me about recessions or how do you know there's a recession? I'm not as sure about this as you are. 
Um, that was actually a comment that was made to us on the written report. So I'm going to take a moment to describe what the quarterly business report looks like to you. I, longtime listeners here to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440 will know the story already, but I will say I, I believe always that I've got new listeners, so I kind of need to reacquaint them. Since 1999, here in central Minnesota, largely businesses around the St. Cloud area, okay, mostly I think all of our samples within a 15-mile radius around, around St. Cloud, um, we ask a set of business leaders a set of questions, and there's a set of questions we ask them every time, like, what's the nature of your business right now? You know, are your, is your business expanding or contracting or about the same? What do you think is going to happen over the next six months? Is your business expanding, contracting, or about the same? What's happening to your payroll? Do you have more employees? Are you offering them more compensation? How hard is it to find uh, qualified workers? Are you planning on increasing your prices in the next six months? Did you increase price in your last three months, or did you lower them, or do you plan to lower them? Questions like this, and we so we've done this over 90 times now. In fact, we're closing in on 100 surveys, which will mark, of course, our 25th anniversary of QBR uh, and uh, of this report. So at the end of those questions, we typically ask a set of special questions, and we develop these. We develop these based on what we're seeing in the economy. We look for other surveys that are happening of of either business economists on the one hand, other small businesses. So we pay a particular attention to special questions being asked by the National Federation of Independent Businesses, which represents lots. It's a lobbying group that represents small and medium-sized businesses. They have uh, an economist that gets a whole lot of survey information, and they and and he collects that every month. His name's Bill Dunk- Dunkelberg, and he uh, and he provides that he provides a, a once a month. Uh, uh, I think they call Small Business Economic Trends. I think that's the name of that publication. We look around and we look for some special questions that maybe these folks are asking, and then we do, um, then we do something where we'll take some of those questions, tweak them for our own situation. We'll ask them. We'll ask questions about what you think is going to happen in the state legislature. Are there important bonding projects here in the St. Cloud area? What do you think about those? We do some of the that. We again, we've done this now. We're on year 23. We're wrapping up year 23 and heading to year 24. One of the reasons why we like doing this is we think business leaders have have a very good independent insight to what's happening. And we think that a sample that we might pull of somewhere between 30 and 60 uh, people, we'll send, the, we'll send the survey out to about 100 business leaders, and we get about anywhere between... 30% to 60% return, depending on how keen they're tuned in at that particular moment. Anyway, this time around, we decided to ask what I thought was a fairly innocuous question, because we've done this question before. When do, you, when do you see the next recession starting? And I did this because I typically am looking at when people, when other organizations are asking that question, so I'm thinking, okay, the time must be ripe to ask our folks again. We're not trying to push the envelope at all. But one of the things we wanted, to, but we put it out there, and the responses we got were, were, all right, if I wanted to be my statistician, put on my statistician hat, I would have said bimodal. Uh, but talking in a more common language, I would say sharply divided. So I had... No, we had approximately four different buckets for them to answer. The second half of 2022, the first half of 2023, something in the second half of 23, I, I take back, yeah, in 2023, and then 2024 or later. And then we gave them the opportunity to say, we're already in a recession. Approximately a third of my of my of our business leaders responded back to us and responded to us with saying, "Oh no, we're already in a recession." 
And I almost said equal thirds said it's at least 12 months off. We're not in a recession. We're, we don't see a recession necessarily on the horizon until at least 2024. And then there were a, then was about a third spread out between starting this past July all the way out to next June. Now, if I go look at the National Association of Business Economists and I say, what do they respond? Because they were asked almost an identical question. Our survey was in the field from about August 10th to the last week of August. We write usually over the Labor Day weekend. Their survey from the National Association of Business Economists was out between August 1st and August 9th. So ours is a little bit later, so it's not 100% compatible or comparable, but it's close. There, you had a big hump in the middle saying something like fourth quarter of 22, first quarter of 23, which is the answer I've been given. If someone says, is there, gonna, is there a recession? I, I say to them, not yet, but I think soon. Um, and the amount of, of, back, uh, uh, of conversation back to me um, about that is interesting. I get it on Twitter. I get it in face-to-face conversation. I got in the written pieces, and I'm trying to figure this out. Well, yesterday, one of my one of my uh, recent graduates um, was asking for some uh, asking for some career advice. So we got together for coffee. She shared with me a New York Times piece that I want to share with you as well. We're going to talk about that right after this, because and I'm going to tell you why. I'm I'm at least perplexed. And maybe I'm vexed. Coming up here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis. We're standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Wherever there's a need in the Twin Cities, you'll find the Salvation Army. Each month, more and more of our neighbors fall behind on rent, face eviction, and become homeless due to pay cuts, job losses, health issues, addiction, and inflation. The need may be greater than ever, but so is the Salvation Army's response. Next week, you'll hear stories of lives changed and how you can help. Keep an eye on our website and social media pages for details on the Salvation Army's Here to Help campaign. Supported by Geritom Medical. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you things like, timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign a timeshare agreement is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage in a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 16,000 families. And I guarantee you this, we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation guide, 800-226-8833. That's 800-226-8833, 800-226-8833. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. 
Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Interrupting her. God bless you, Susan. King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. One thing, uh, Dwayne Patterson, the Generalissimo from uh, from the Hugh Hewitt Show, and I have in common is an absolute adoration of the Desky Trucks Band. And if you have never listened to them, if this is the first time you've heard of them, run! Don't walk to your nearest uh whatever your music dispenser is on your on your phone or your computer and go listen to some i i predict you'll buy it um i had to have uh i had to have a, a an mri done yesterday um got a got a, a bulky knee um i think we've actually found what the problem is uh, it was a good mri uh but anyway i they said they give you if you ever done an MRI, you know how loud that is. They give you headphones and they tell you they'll play you some music. And um, and they said, what kind of music do you want? And I said, blues, because if you listen to me, you know blues is kind of like, that, that's my jam. That's, what, that's what's in my car when I'm driving long distance alone. It's going to be blues music. Um, and brought up B.B. King. And, and they brought B.B. King and they got to the third B.B. King song. And then they go, like, everything okay? I said, only one problem. What's that? Is there something other than BB King? <laughs> Did you just pick the BB King channel? Yeah, is that okay? Well, get me Tedeschi trucks. And I had to spell Tedeschi. So it took an extra minute for them to do the MRI. Anyway, 651 289 4477. You don't need to hear about my MRIs here on the King Banyan Show on the, on the Biz 1440. Thank you for spending time with us today. So I'm trying. So. It is unusual. I, again, we've been doing surveys, and this is we survey the same group of people. Okay, there's turnover, right? There are businesses. There are folks who used to respond to our survey that have retired. There are new people running businesses who are now responding haven't before. Usually, usually it just gets passed on, and the new people just do it. But from time to time, otherwise the sample will get smaller and smaller. We have to sort of ride out to businesses and say, hey, have you received this survey? Have you seen this before? And we'll hold one up, and they'll look at me like, oh, yeah. It's like, like, yeah, well, the guy you bought your business from used to fill this out every quarter for us. And it's really helpful. We'll give them a copy of the report, a paper copy of the report. And I'll say, would you like to be part of the survey? You're already receiving a copy of it, a copy of the questionnaire. Would you consider filling it out? And and it's one way we can keep things going. Anyway, in all the reason we survey business leaders, we think they have a unique and important view that isn't going to be the same thing as what you expect a general public to come out with. I tend to prefer to survey business owners because they have skin in the game. And I think to myself, regardless of what their emotions or or or, or ideology or, or or just for lack of a better term, their mood, um, they will give me an assessment about their own business, about what they see going on in the national economy. There's free of a lot of that stuff and just sort of a, a real business assessment of what's going on. This response actually perplexes me, and I'm going to define my terms for a second. All right, so the definition of perplexed is faced with difficulty or uncertainty about what to say, think, or do. Right? Um, so I'm perplexed, right? Don't 
so when Bugs Bunny says says to says to Elmer wait in the waiting chair, don't look so perplexed. Don't be uncertain about whether or not your hair is going to cut be cut. Vexed, on the other hand, is more of a moody thing because it means you're reacting with irritation. Um. Okay. And I love perplexed and vexed because those terms, because to me, I've always tried to figure out which of those faces is Tucker Carlson. Right? Is that is that is that a perplexed face or is he vexed? And he and, and I think I think he kind of likes you thinking about that and guessing on that. Um, I don't spend much time watching watching Mr. Carlson, although I think he's a bright bright guy. But I don't. But I can't tell when the man is irritated or not. And I, I have I have a couple friends who who sometimes I accuse of having Tucker Carlson face, uh, or uh, if you know, Daniel will appreciate this one. Derek Lowe, the former uh, Boston Red Sox pitcher, if he didn't like if he did, if things were not going well for him, he had a face that we just called Derek Lowe face. Uh, and that face uh, is is the difference between perplexed and vexed, uh, right there. And if you if you know who I'm talking about, if you ever seen that that face, you would know exactly what I mean. Um, I'm not so I'm at least perplexed by this. So I mentioned my student before, and and I'm going to read to you. This was a this was an opinion piece written in the New York Times. I don't have the date on it. When was this done? This is America in Focus. I don't have the date on it. But I tweeted it to you uh, this morning. Uh, I actually made sure you understood. I I used one of my gift credits to take it out from behind the paywall because I wanted you, if you're listening, you've got a computer in front of you to pick this up. If you don't, Go to our go to our Twitter feed using the hashtag #poundkbrs, and and I I billboarded. This is the New York Times piece I'm talking about on the show, um, and it's a Frank Luntz uh, opinion poll. We one of these focus groups where he's got 16 people that he sort of strategically put around the room and said, "Hey, let me let me have you think about one thing." So he says. I need to know one word to describe conditions in America right now and the names that come up. Um, the the uh, conservative, the, this is Paul, 24, white, conservative law student, uncertain. Valerie, 43, black, progressive, delivery driver, says dire. Kirsten, 49, white, moderate, corporate communications person, says confusing. Okay, so so he puts people around the room. So he's got seven conservatives, seven liberals, and two and uh, liberals and progressives. He combines them together. I I argue they're separate, but but I'll set that aside. Uh, and then two moderates to ask them where, whether we are in a recession and the study uh, in, in about inflation. It's interesting because this poll was fascinating because he talks about. He, he talks about their reaction to asking about the student debt piece. If you don't go further in, that's fine. You can, uh, uh, you can just you can just go dig down deeper in here. But but so anyway, he's got the sixteen people. You can see who they are, uh, and then goes through those words. Okay, and and you can see he attaches the the uncertain and all that. Kirsten says, you know, who's the moderate? Says, let's say confusing. While the you know uh, a project manager who identifies conservative in Michigan and he's 28 says depressing, a, law, a conservative lawyer from South Carolina is 58 says miserable. Um, the progressives like the word divided or polarized, dire. Okay, um, and but the part that interests me that stopped me dead was um, the number so the he asked two questions raise your hands if you think how many of you think the economy is going to be better by christmas this year three of the progressives one of the moderates none of the conservatives okay and 
you know, interestingly, interestingly, you know, four of the progressives did not raise their hands to that question. And so it goes on with that. Let me get to the next one. Who thinks a recession has already begun? If you look at who answers yes, every conservative does. All seven of them do. Plus one of the moderates, plus two of the progressives. So I found this interesting, and I encourage you to go look at that link using our hashtag, PoundKBRS. You will find it. Also, you'll find find the uh, full version of the Rabbit of Seville if, if you want to. Um, see, no goat yoga today, but we've got the rabbits. Uh, but, uh, you know, but that's 10 of 16 people raised their hand who thought it a recession had already begun. And because his sample was, you know, seven conservatives and seven progressives and two moderates, you figure he'd get at least a seven anyway. So here's the question of the day. Is the response even to economic surveys now characterized by what Tyler Cowen calls mood affiliation? And that's my hypothesis today. And if that and if that's right, that might move me off of perplexed to a little bit vexed because it's messing up my survey, man. <laughs> um, and I have to figure out what I want to do about that. We'll talk more right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Back in the day when I lied, we'd always lied. Now here you all fooling around out every Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. 
This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Yeah, that would have worked in the MRI chamber. Absolutely. 651-289-4477. I'll tell you what, I'll ask you. I'm pretty sure I know the majority of my of my listeners. And I'm gonna bet that if I did get to ask you that same question. Uh, indeed, I'll put it on the Twitter, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll put up the question. In fact, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this live. This is, this is great radio, King. Okay. So I just tweeted to you the, the link to this, this piece that we put up for the Quarterly Business Report last, last Sunday in which you can see the difference between how the National Association of Business Economists answered the questions, um, uh, when do you think we'll have the next recession versus when will the next recession commence? When will the next recession commence is the NABE, Economic Policy Survey, uh, uh, wording. Ours is when do you think we will have the next recession? Um, So I think those questions are comparable uh, but the buckets, they use slightly different buckets, and to make them comparable, I wanted to, I grouped some responses in each and pushed them together. So I'm just going to be very honest. I don't think they're, I don't think those two surveys are 100% compatible. All right? And I'm, and for, for anyone that's a specialist in survey research, you can poke, you, you, you can't just poke holes in this. You could try to drive, you could, you could attempt to drive a small vehicle through it. I don't think a truck. But I think they are very suggestive of the fact that there was something quite different happening there. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put into the, in, onto our Twitter feed, okay, uh, that very same question. I'm just going to rephrase this. Do you think the economy is currently in a recession? RT for yes, like for or no pound kbrs all right there we're going we just we're tweeting live isn't this fun radio um okay so <laughs> um the uh anyway so i'm gonna i'm gonna put that up there we'll see how responses go uh over the next i don't usually do things like that uh but i'll just i'll just put it there uh put it out there for you and here's what I think is happening. When I, I, I don't consider it confirmation bias because the, here's the thing. I don't see people trying to selectively bring me facts that tell them we're in a recession. Okay, The closest thing I got to was the two consecutive quarters of GDP de- declines. Like They're going to hang on that fact, and that is it. And you can't argue with me because if you do, you're just trying to tell me a falsehood. You, you know, they, okay, so let me define my term, right? Tyler Cowen back in 28, um, 2018 uh, calls this, says, it se- 20, excuse me, 2011, says, it seems to me that people are first choosing a mood or attitude then find the disparate views which match to that mood and to themselves, justifying those views by the mood. I call this the fallacy of mood affiliation, and it's one of the most underreported fallacies in human reasoning. Okay? And so that was back that was back back then. And it caused a lot when he put this out, it caused a fair amount of uh of uh controversy. Um and 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 so it, it the the they have a conclusion about something and and then they dismiss contradictory evidence 
and to some people that's not you know a mood uh but rather it's um but rather it is simply just denying dismissing contradictory evidence like the dismissal of well the national bureau of economic research has always said it's not two consecutive quarters or i presented a graph the other day i was talking to a group of business business owners down in southern minnesota uh, some of them might be listening because they we talked about the show. Welcome if you are. Appreciate you being here. And I presented a graphic in which I showed the fact that if you add both, if you average the readings for gross domestic product and gross domestic income, they actually are flat to slightly up in the first half of 2022. They're not negative. And... According to the uh, according to the statistics, we can show you that when GDP and GDI gross domestic income give you different readings, it's GDP that gets revised toward GDI more than GDI moving toward GDP. Okay, um, there's there's a way in which that we can describe that to you statistically and show you that. GDP is the number that does the adjustment rather than GDI. So it's not even clear that once all the revisions to GDP are in place that those two negative quarters will actually be negative quarters. But no one's going to hear for that. That argument just, that argument, even that group, these are smart business owners, some of them closer to my age, some of them a generation behind me. Um... I can tell. I can read a room, and I can tell you. I put that slide up, and 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 the eyes around the room were no sale. I did not change anybody's mind about who thought there was a recession before, whether or not there was a recession afterwards. If I had been one of those in those intelligence squared debates, I'd have lost. That in and of itself does not vex me. Okay, it doesn't irritate me because I very well could be wrong. And I'm, I'm, and I said at this piece, I said the next day at our quarterly business report review, I talked to the folks in southern Minnesota on Wednesday, I talked to our own folks here on Thursday. I could be very wrong about this. It may well turn out that some months from now, the National Bureau for Economic Research is going to come out and say, yep, the recession started in March. Right On average, the NBER, who is the group that actually tells us when a recession starts and when it ends, they are considered the official voice for recession, setting, setting when recessions happen. They call themselves the Business Cycle Dating Committee. All volunteers, all academic, watch myself. I think they're all academic economists. The broad majority of them are. I'm not... I, I'm not 100% sure that it's 100%. Um, They they mostly are, though. And on average, from the time a recession starts to the time they tell you a recession started is usually seven and a half months. So backdating from now, the NBER would be perfectly in its normal behavior if it came out next week and said a recession started in February. In which case, those people who said, oh yeah, the recession's already going on, they were right. They were right. And I'm wrong. But I don't think that's what's going to happen here. I think when the NBER does come out and date the start of the recession, again, I think there's going to be a recession. I don't think it started yet. So I don't expect to get the NBER to tell me that I was that I'm right if I am. If I'm right, the NBR isn't going to get the date out on this until sometime in the middle of 2023. I'm going to wait a long time. And in the meantime, when I go out and say, oh, recession, I don't think it's happened yet, or in early 23, when I say, I think a recession just started perhaps in the last quarter or two, I'm going to get the, oh, what's the matter with you, King? Recession's been going on for almost a year now. What are you talking about? And I think that's going to be 
that that's going to be out there and i think of that as being being sort of mood of the fallacy of mood affiliation and it's tied to one's ideology if you're a conservative right now you're you believe your mood is one of is one of you know well we're in a recession because the people who are running this economy right now are not are not sharp they're 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 dull knives they're they're well the president we're not sure we're we're not sure that he's he's in full control of his faculties uh and oh my gosh that pelosi and so forth the progressives equal is interesting what was interesting was if i if you thought that was right the you know in that new york times piece you would think the progressives would be saying you know, things things are fine things are you know things are great you know there's not a recession yet and i've heard some of that i got i got some of that feedback what makes you think there's a recession already uh what makes you think there's going to be a recession like i can give you my data but but that person was engaged in some mood affiliation but what was interesting was that new york times piece when you ask the progressive for the one word answer dismal dire uh uh confusing says the moderate I don't understand what's going on right now. Nobody, nobody is coming out and saying, yeah, things aren't so bad. So I'm going to give you a little story in the last segment this, this, of this hour to tell you, you know what? Things aren't so bad. Okay? And it's because I take a longer run view, I think, than many do. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Is 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. Turn market volatility into opportunity today by investing with the big institutions, not against them. Many people are getting taken advantage of by Wall Street. Learn why their returns are so much better than the average novice 401k investor. Learn the skills to be a better steward of your own money. Call for a free in-center or virtual investing class today at 952-814-4410. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Every day. The men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Stewart. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as Reserve Citizen Airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. 
Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Yeah, the exception on the blues thing is if it's very late at night, I'll switch over to to I used, former uh, production uh, operations uh, director, uh, production manager, uh, John Osborne. Uh, the, our playlist, which would be heavy with Radiohead and Cigarettes and, uh, and and unfortunately, unfortunately, way too much Coldplay. Um, that was John's issue. It wasn't mine. Uh, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Um, let me let me turn to this one piece here. I I, I do like to tell people um, that uh, about uh, repeatedly, you know, trying to get them to understand how well off things are. Um, and so I want to do this from the basis of something that's concerning you right now. So. Uh, Jer- Jeremy Horpdahl is a professor. I want to say at I want to say at um, at University of Arkansas. Um, I'm trying to remember where he where he's from exactly. I, but anyway, I've loved his I've loved his writing. His Twitter feed is fantastic. He he's one of the writers at the blog Economist, writing every day. Um, and, and and so this was his latest they put up, and I tweeted it earlier this morning, uh, using our hashtag pound KBRS. I encourage you to take a look at it. We've gotten very used to grocery to grocery prices being stable. I I actually um, we were at the uh, store last night. Friday nights frequently our shopping night. And my wife and I are looking at a few things, and twice she says to me. I just can't do that. That's too expensive. I can't pay. We're not buying that today. And I said, well, we can afford it. We're doing all right. We could afford that. I mean, I'm not a one percenter, but uh, I, I certainly I certainly feel like we're well enough off that we probably could get away with that. And she's like, no, I'm just not. I'm I refuse to spend that kind of money on that. I can't I think one of them was she wanted, we had a sort of a hurried dinner and it was so, so, and she's like, I need a cookie. And so she goes to the bakery. She looks at the price of the cookies. She's like, I'm not spending that on a cookie. She said, particularly given I can't eat it all because it's too, it's too many calories. I'm going to throw half of it away. I'm not throwing a buck and a half worth of cookie out the door. I said, well, first of all, you throw it in the garbage, but. Anyway, it's remarkable, and so on Jeremy's post, he points, he shows, really, if you take a look more recently, it's only over the last, you know, 16 months or so, where prices have gone up, uh, thir- you know, for groceries at 13.5%, the food at home category, in the consumer price index that reported out this week. And I'll go back, I'll talk, we'll talk about data in the next piece. But I want to get people to understand how I like to think about these things generally is I tell people, look, prices and money are always are always ways in which we try to measure these things that are very imperfect because they're not constants. What your dollar buys function of a lot of other things that people want to buy. And I tell people I'm I'm at least perplexed. By a lot of the reaction to what's happened in terms of uh, what's happened with responses to changing prices in the grocery store or the price of gasoline or things like that. Um, so if you take the average grocery cost for households from the, from the consumer expenditure survey, so this is for the middle income, quintile of income, 
and you divide it by the average wage for non-supervisory workers. So, so, so the Joes, right? Not the not 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 the cake eaters at the top, but just the Joes, right? And you take, you know, what's that middle quintile, the middle fifth of the income distribution? What do they normally buy at the grocery store? Okay, and you divide that so that you can figure out and you convert that. You convert the number of hours worked to buy your annual groceries. Back in, you know, back when I graduated from college, that was about 240 hours. So that comes out, if you think think you work at maximum, you probably work about 2,000 hours, and we'll just use that as an easy minimum. 12% of your budget was going to food at the grocery store. At the bottom of the, at the at, when we got to, to from there in 1979 to now in 2020, that that number is now below 190 hours, so less than 10 hours, about nine and a half hours of work needed. Uh, nine and a half, nine and a half, well, let's see, nine and a half weeks of work needed, right? Versus nine and a half percent of your work is needed to buy that grocery basket. That's a remarkable piece to think about. And it's sprung up. We've added back to you in the last year. We've probably added back to you approximately eight additional hours of work. But we're ignoring everything between 240 and the 185, the near, the near nine hours. You're actually having to work an extra half a percent to buy your groceries now. And I say to people, for all of the things we talk about in terms of what's going on in the place right now, and it's bad, and I, and we're going to spend a whole next hour talking about that CPI report. I, I just, I, I need people when they think about the mood. I say to them, but things are not as bad as you think they are, because you're just reacting to the last 12 months, and you're not thinking about the prior 50 years. If you thought about the prior 50 years, you'd think to yourself, it's not a bad world after all. We'll be talking about that and more right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We're often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free, but we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. 
Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan. Common ground for the small business. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.